Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome into Beyond Terrestrial, guys. Today we are doing another episode on... Well, it's related to the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic that we are currently in, um, and we're not seeing any end of it coming out in sight. Uh, so we decided to pull together a crack team, if you will, um, and that crack team Dan is going to introduce us to. Hey, Beyonders, it's Dan coming to you just down the road from the crossroads where Robert Johnson made his infamous deal with the devil. Uh, we are joined today by Justin Zinger, Fourth Hand Media Group's pop culture guru. Yeah. Uh, we wanted yeah, we wanted Justin on because uh sometimes right now it feels like we're living in a bad movie. What do you think, Zinger? Uh, possibly a bad video game too. This has been a premise for a lot of video games, movies, books, everything and whew, some of them got real on the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the zombies start coming up, it'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also with us is from the Big Easy, one third of the fantastic show Rumor Flies, a show that takes on some common beliefs and isn't afraid to say, well, actually, <laughs> we have our man Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Uh, I am doing well. I am just happy that I don't have to come up with new excuses to turn out social obligations at bars. So, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for having me on. And there's so many bars down there in New Orleans. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of rejection. I've gone to hundreds, meaning about uh, a 1% of all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So, uh, to preface the show, I instead of just complaining about the current epidemic, which we've been doing in our freeform shows because there's plenty to complain about. Uh, We decided we'd bring a little bit more to the table this month. Um, And honestly, we've been listening. We've been taking in all of these COVID stories and it just occurred to me that none of them are original. Um, It all sounds like a movie I've seen already or just a rehashed conspiracy of something else, or an amalgamation of something else. So we decided to go back, um, way back, 
to the history of pandemics because a lot of these stories come from there and then try and tie that in with pop culture and what we're hearing today. So, Lee, I know you've got a list of ancient pandemics, some of which um, are still pretty popular in um, modern fiction and, uh, I don't know, the current zeitgeist. What do you got? Oh, absolutely, I do. Um, So, off of history.com, I got pandemics that changed the course of history. And those start with, at 130 B.C., I'm sorry, 430 B.C., the Athens Plague. Now, that is uh, believed to be an outbreak of typhoid, uh, but there's no real guarantee on that one. And then moving on to 165 A.D., you've got the Arturian uh, Plague, 250, the Cyprian Plague, um, bear with my uh, pronunciation, guys. Uh, I'm reading words that I haven't read since uh, junior high. So, um, <laughs> you're doing good. 541 it was the Justinian plague, and then in starting in the 11th century, uh, there Sanger, was. Did leprosy. you have anything to do with that? What to me? No. Yeah, I'm, it's called the Justinian plague. Mm, no, no, no. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm not immortal and haven't been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find that like portrait in your basement. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see any mirrors in that room, Zinger. Yeah, you, you wouldn't see me <laughs> oh, in them anyways. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> wait! You just gave yourself away, right? <laughs> so after that, you've got leprosy, um, and then in uh, 1350, that's the real start of um, what most of our our discussion today is going to be about is the Black Plague. Um, that is the bubonic plague. Uh, in 1494, uh, Wait, this do one not was woo that, huh? Do, do we not woo that one? N- no, I don't <laughs> think we should woo the bubonic plague. <laughs> I mean, My that bad. one had the highest My score, bad. so I, mean, I don't know what you woo in that situation. <laughs> uh, uh, this, I was on team one... rat. I don't know about you guys. I was team rat all the way. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is fun. In 1492. Hey, when was that? Was that when was that? That's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, I believe. Yes, and it is called the Columbian Exchange for a reason, and we'll get back to that in a little bit. 1665, the London bubonic plague outbreak. Um, Then in 1817, you've got cholera. 1855, the third bubonic plague outbreak. Doesn't mention where that one was. Uh, 1875, Fiji measles. Yet another time that Europeans screwed with another country through viral warfare. Or biological warfare. Um, 1889, the Russian flu. 1918, the Spanish flu. And 19. 1950- that, I'm willing for that one. Huh? I'm willing for that one. That one was the that one was the one I'm willing for. That was the cool one. Ooh, <laughs> that's the one we're willing for. <laughs> then we get to 1957, the Asian flu. 1981, HIV and AIDS. Uh, that one kind of surprised me. I, I didn't realize it was a pandemic-level event, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I guess it makes sense. Um, 2003 was SARS, and then 2019, we're coming into um, COVID-19. Uh, you, you missed one on that list. Uh, disco fever, I believe, was a, was a <laughs> pandemic as well. Some, somewhere around 1973 or so? Yep, about there. Yeah, that's true. 
So do you guys have any thoughts on any of those um, other than wooing the Black Plague, Justin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think the interesting part about this is that if anybody is at least a little bit familiar with our show, we've done just recently, we're in the middle as of recording right now of a two-parter on uh, vaccines. And I assume that's kind of some of the reason why I'm on the show at the moment. But we did a lot of stuff for smallpox. And it's kind of strange that smallpox was never technically a pandemic. It just kept popping up everywhere and killing people here and there. And it never really went away until the 70s and such. But it didn't reach a thing where every country had to deal with it for a while. Because pandemic is a big word to apply to a disease. Um, And uh, yeah, we're in a strange situation right now because I know we're going to be talking about, you know, as you said, Black Death and such. But it's kind of going to be interesting to look into these situations where there's a lot of things looking back. We, if we had to deal with it now, we would be able to knock it out. And it's strange that we're dealing with something that we can't knock out just from our previous experience. Uh, yeah. Not trying to fear monger or anything like that, but there's a whole lot of history repeating itself. Like you said earlier, Dan and Lee and I, I, I'll just reserve much more thought until later when it's more specific. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, Zinger, um, uh, from all of those plagues, uh, some of them stand out like culturally, and we mm-hmm. still tell stories about them. Uh, which which do you think kind of stands out like story-wise? Of course, uh, probably the Black Plague. That's actually the one I was going to say. That one stands out the most. Um, it's referred to a lot. It, I mean, it, it knocked out most of Europe and everything. But um, the thing that I always remember is the fact that the um, the whole, you know, the children's song, Ring Around the Rosie. I'm, I'm, I'm not a little girl, so it doesn't sound as creepy when I do it. But that, that, <laughs> Actually, that, that, creepier. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, that's what I was going for. But that, that whole thing had to do with, with the black plague and everything. And it's just something that like a lot of stuff is always compared to because it was just something that wasn't understood, came out of nowhere, left out of nowhere and kind of changed the whole like historical landscape for a while too. Oh, right, it kept, right. it kept now, knocking on people's there's... doors too. It just kept coming back. Like everybody says the bubonic plague or the black plague is if it was one event that kept coming back frequently and pestering everybody and killing everybody. So, well, um, there's three listings on yeah. it as a pandemic at pandemic level. Yep. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, you're good. No. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Um, and what's crazy about the black plague is stories about it still persist to this day. Mm-hmm. Like people have heard stories about, uh, them loading up bodies and catapulting them over walls during a siege. Right. Um, ring around the rosy is something kids still do out at preschool. Uh, even the word quarantine comes from uh, Italian and the Black Plague, the practice of keeping ships in port for 40 days um, to stop the spread of this disease through Italian. I did not routes. know that. So really cool stuff. Um, but Lee has a, a particular image that he wants to get into. Uh, the Grim Reaper imagery. I mean, we oh, see plague yeah. masks, Grim Reaper imagery. Um, Lee, what do you got for us on the history of Grim Reaper in- imagery? So real quick, it did look like... Uh, Ryan, did you have something to say just a second ago? Or Oh, no, no, no. You're good. Okay. Um, so 
looking into the like the origins of the Green Reaper, there's been different psychopomps um, throughout the uh, throughout the um, history of the world. Um, for those that don't know, a psychopomp is essentially someone or something that escorts uh, the soul of the dead to the afterlife. Um, it starts out in Greece, uh, from my research, maybe goes farther back, but starts out in Greece um, with Thanatos, and he is portrayed as a young, pleasant-looking young man, um, and he escorts the dead to the final, or to their final resting place. Uh, then it moves on to Norse mythology. Actually, I got something for that. Ooh, uh, okay. Hermes. Hermes also would escort certain people as well. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, apparently very distinguished individuals would get escorted by Hermes. Okay. Yeah, you had to die oh. spectacularly. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. moving on. So, Zinger, what, what's your thought process when you talk about Thanatos? Um, is it possible that that could be where Thanos came from in the Marvel universe? It is. Universe? It, it is 100% where, where Thanos came from. I mean, Thanos in the comics more is obsessed with death, um, courts death. Uh, of course, it's kind of hinted at in the MCU movies, but more so it, he, he comes from that, his name origin, his character per vaguely, like, like I said, just with the death obsession and everything. Yeah. Wasn't he, he kind of like in a love triangle with Deadpool and death? <laughs> yes. And he cursed death. I mean, Thanos cursed Deadpool with life so that he couldn't die and be with death anymore. It's, it's really weird and everything, but it's, it's, they, they cover it in a few different uh, comics and stuff. It's it's funny. It's really weird, but yeah, Thanos cursed Deadpool at one point with life so that he could not be with death anymore. Gotcha. So, there's your there's your weird comic book thing for this. Perfect. But but I'm I'm I, I'm really into Norse mythology right now, so I'm excited to see where where we're about to go with this. Oh, we're we're going into Valkyries. Um, yes. Also, uh, basically stands for Choosers of the Slain, and mm-hmm. essentially they are young, beautiful woman women. Uh, riding winged horses, or Pegasus, if you will, um, escorting the dead from battle to the afterlife. Um, so I did leave the, that kind of open, so Mr. Justin can talk about that. The honored dead. Those are the ones that were worthy to go to Valhalla and drink and you know be with Odin and be his warriors for the, of course, Ragnarok and everything. The other dead would just cut the the unworthy dead, if you would, um, people who just die of disease or die of old age, are of course sent to to be in hell or Helheim. Okay, okay. which is so, just like the underworld for Norse mythology. So here's the question, mm-hmm. uh, Lee. Me and Ryan want to know. How did we get from hot women on horseback escorting you to Valhalla to drink mead with the gods mm-hmm. to a skull in a hood with a sickle uh, looking all creepy? Because I want I want to go back. I want the hot ladies on the horses. OK, so here we go. Um, so initially it starts out with the Judeo-Christian belief of Azrael. Um, and he's often portrayed as being horrific, with covered with eyes and tongues, and that's all. And, I mean, it's just, like, crazy horrific. But then you look into the more classic um, view of the Grim Reaper. Skeleton, wearing a hooded cape, or wearing a hooded, like, robe, and the sickle. Uh, that started coming about in the Middle Ages. It started out with cross- with him carrying a crossbow. Then it moved on to the sickle, and um, that's really, or the scythe, um, and that's really where it's 
where it's landed and where it landed through there. Um, but really the horrific portion, like almost seemed to be influenced by the time. I mean, when you look at the black death and, and all of that, it became a very demoralizing time. A lot like what we're kind of feeling right now, only tenfold because they went over it for five years and they didn't know what was happening. We at least have some understanding of where our death is coming from, basically. So, Lee, you said that he had a crossbow originally? Yes, I found that in How Stuff Works. So he was the Grim Sniper. I would really <laughs> rather if they brought him back with a sniper rifle. We need to update this sickle back to something else. Oh, that would be yeah. awesome. Dude, can you imagine he just had like a big old sniper rifle? That would be so much cooler. <laughs> that no scopes be. to the afterlife. I love um, it. <laughs> now, one th- one thing I want to throw out, uh, Ryan, since you're on right now, you're down in New Orleans. Uh, you probably see some, uh, you know, voodoo tourist traps down there, um, and lots of death imagery. Uh, what kind? What kind of stuff are they uh, slinging down there in in Nolens when it comes to that? Well, you can find just like, about anything. We appropriately have the uh, one of the only two Museum of Death locations in the United States, which um, I have yet to go to just because I don't feel like seeing Eileen Mornos's panties. But, um, they, yeah, they have them there. And uh, there's a you can go to a bunch of voodoo places. And the thing is, is I don't want to get too much into it, but with voodoo down here, they are very particular about their descriptions. They will say it's a voodoo shop, but they'll say that we've practiced, you know, Vodo or not hoodoo, which is like, you know, the black magic versus white magic and such. Uh, Marie Laveau's grave does get vandalized on the reg. And um, yeah, you can buy voodoo dolls if you want to. But I mean, if you don't have like that piece of the person on hand, you can't really, you know, I guess, activate that thing. I don't know. Start the free trial for it and make it work. But there's <laughs> uh, there's an interesting like relationship with death down here where we have jazz funerals where, you know, People are parading down the street with a coffin right in between them. Uh, we're Roman Catholic or generally down here. Like that's the predominant religion. So people are really drab and like to have like, you know, um, tons of crosses everywhere. And it's it's a strange relationship where it's jubilation and mourning at the same time. Um, I, I really don't know how to I'm used to this, so I don't exactly know how to really extrapolate on how it's much different from around the rest of the world. But there is a whole lot of death imagery that is shown around the area and nobody bats an eye at it. I mean, me personally, I just, Halloween's my favorite holiday. So that works for me, but right. there's less stuff like seeing Baron Semity around the, around the place and everything. It's kind of concentrated, but I guarantee if you go to any bar in like in the French quarter and just ask, what's their ghost story, you'll get one real or not. So if you guys ever like tour around there, if you want stories for the podcast like this, you can find anything you want to. I love yeah, it for sure. Um, and what's cool is, um, you know, it's regional down there, but the story, the imagery has changed over time. And I think Lee's got even more on that. So Lee, keep going with this Grim Reaper stuff. I, I, I'm, Dan, you, you lost me. I, I basically covered everything. But looking into some of the other psychopomps throughout history, um, you've got different animals being psychopomps. Um, you've got sparrows, uh, owls. Um, both of those I didn't know about until I started this research. And then the one that jumped out at me because I, I absolutely loved it um, was uh, the crow. Um, and conveniently enough, there is a huge 
movie that occurred in about 1993 that um, just happens to uh, feature The Crow as a psychopomp. Uh, that is oh. The Crow. Um, and uh, it, it really does, like, it, it, it encapsulates that whole thought process very well. Um, when you look at uh, Azriel, um, you saw him portrayed in uh, the TV show Lucifer, and uh, I think it was a decent portrayal of it. Um, Justin, what do you think? Um, well, when you say Azrael, I'm for some reason it's ringing a bell with me. The um, the one uh, comic book character that took over for Batman when Batman got his back broken by Bane, and he became oh, like, yeah, super nineties Batman. Yeah, 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 super nineties with the Batman. armor and everything. Yeah, yeah. all the pockets and like the blades and stuff. <laughs> and then Batman had to fight Batman. Oh, good times. Also, also, if I remember correctly, that was around the time Nightwing had like the gold plated. Like chest piece for his arm for his oh, like dude, outfit. That's one hundred percent the best Nightwing. 100%. Oh, it, it uh, classic Nightwing, best Nightwing every time. Um, but no, I mean, I, I feel like Azrael is a name that pops up a lot. It's it's one that's used a lot, and it is somebody that is definitely like a bringer of death or someone that's more extreme normally in a lot of comics and stuff like that for pop culture stuff. Ryan, you had something. Yeah, I'm just going to say that the only Azrael that I associate with, since Evangelion is my absolute favorite piece of media ever, period, is it's one of the angels. And uh, it's one of the ones that does, uh, it, it just does a, or, from orbit, drop to the ground and tries to blow up essentially an entire city. So I guess you consider that an angel of death. But more grounded-wise, um, what do you say, a psychopomp is the name of it? Yeah, would a vulture count as that? Because I think that that's gone like across the board, and it's actually kind of crosses over into the literal side of things. Like if something's about to die, you're going to see vultures hanging out by there. Um, I believe it has been the the these ones were just mentioned. Um, I I think that there was a uh, psychopompa in the wolf, and mm-hmm. and just several other um, different. Uh, well, even like if you go into like. Heck, Ghost Rider and his horse could be considered a sky yeah. a psychopomp. Um, there's so many different uh, interpretations of what escorts the dead to um, to their next life uh, that it any of those could be. The, the vultures, absolutely. Um, if it's not a psychopomp, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to like think, oh, so it's the escorts to the dead is what we're going for. Because I was thinking yes. of like the imagery of like the oranges and the godfather or the X's over everybody that dies in the departed, like those type of things. But that's not exactly carries them over. It's just they're going to die. So yeah, exactly, and that's kind of the difference. Um, I, in Greek mythology, or I think Roman as well, like you were to put um, two uh, two coins over the eyes um, to to pay the ferryman as they crossed the river Styx. Um, nice. That ferryman would be a psychopomp. Okay, Karen, Sharon, Karen, Sharon. Yeah, I've always said Karen with yeah. the hard. But whatever. Um, so what's cool about these stories is they've come out of these pandemics. They've stood the test of time where we're all still talking about them. Um, but actually, I'm going to push up my nerd glasses here. We okay. talked about Ring Around the Rosie earlier, guys. Mm-hmm. I kind of laid that one out there. Uh, Zinger brought it up. In my little research I did for this, did you know that Ring Around the Rosie wasn't linked to the Black Plague until after World War II. Really? Yes, for real. Um, it's It's been changed up. 
Uh, the original lyrics for Ring Around the Rosie are in a different version of English. They're older than the English plague of the 1600s. Um, the Like, the words are literally different. Like, they don't fall down. They curtsy. It's... Um, it's supposed to go back all the way to the Norse, like a springtime thing or a right to Freya or something like that. Um, and the thing is, in I learned that in high school, that Ring Around the Rosie was from the plague. I um, yeah, turns out, no. Um, and in the pre-internet days, how would someone figure that out? So... Well, that was, that was crazy. Encyclopedia Britannica and turn Dude, to... Yeah, that's on, that's on the Wikipedia page for it. And I was like, no shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, wild and crazy. But Lee has something that's wilder and crazier. Modern retelling of a plague story. Lee, come on. Oh, I, I think us. you saw me pulling it up and getting it ready to go. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Guys, did you know that there is a, a, a thought um, in modern um, scientists and the listeners can't hear my quotations, but I'm hoping you guys can see my quotations um, where they believe that it's possible that the Grim Reapers, as seen in um, uh, plague mythology, could be. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was going to bring this up because I think I know where you're going and I don't want to spoil it, but Please I'm just putting a pin in. I'm, I'm putting a pin in here. Okay. Put, put your hands up. Me. Put your hands up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you can do the voice, just do it. <laughs> aliens. Yes. So I knew it was covered on ancient aliens. <laughs> it was. I didn't want to be that guy though. I was like, I know that there's a story, and I feel it came from ancient aliens. No, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. It's okay. I'm I know that people guy. that have met George Sukalos uh, on several occasions down here, since he likes to come down here a good bit. Uh, apparently, what? he is just a raging drunk. Uh, <laughs> fits, that Dude, fits. he Look. he knows the truth. What would you do if you knew everything? That that everything was just aliens, and no yeah. one believed you. You'd have to drink away your sorrows. Mm-hmm. Have y'all Sorry. realized that Eric Von Daniken is like a prequel to Alex Jones? They look the exact same. Like Ooh. I'm pretty sure one of them's a time traveler. Oh. Okay, well, the, never... the amount of fear I now have that Alex Jones is a time traveler. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's my favorite conspiracy theory is that he's actually sane. Oh, oh. you know, we'll, we'll all look back in 30 years and be like, he warned us the frogs were turning gay. <laughs> I told no, but, you but, the frogs were going to turn gay. We're turning the frogs gay. And that, oh, my gosh. No. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like I, I was going to mention that earlier. I'm like, no, I feel like I don't want to be that the, the crazy alien person, but. Please continue with this story because I'm so excited we're going to be covering it. Okay, so the only source that I was able to find that wasn't... Um, Sucalos. The Basically, Sucalos <laughs> was from a blog that lists a source as William... So first, the blog is from batterstramblog.com. Um, sounds legit. Legit? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, and it, it lists his source as William Brimley, the author of Gods of Eden. Sounds re reminiscent of uh, a book that we all know. Um, <laughs> in, in Brandenburg, Germany, there appeared 15 men 
with fearful faces and long scythes, which they cut the oats so that they, you could hear the swish from a great distance. But the oats remained standing. The visits of these men was followed immediately by a severe outbreak of the plague in Brandenburg, where the scythes, were the scythes long instruments designed to spray poison or germ-laden gases? <laughs> Sorry. Um, then it goes on to, strange men in black, demons, and other terrifying figures were observed in other European communities carrying brooms and scythes or swords that they used to sweep or knock at the people's doors. The inhabitants of those houses fell ill with plague afterwards, and it's from these reports that people created the popular image of death as a skeleton, a demon, a man in a black robe carrying a scythe. So this was listed in a book called uh, Gods of Eden, um, and basically the belief is that... Uh, those view those uh, those images of the Grim Reaper, um, basically being aliens um, spraying the fields down with uh, with germ warfare. So, let's go, um, Ryan. Go, <laughs> go for the. G- <laughs> what am I supposed to explain the Grim Reaper right now? <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know that I don't remember any of the information that I have from five minutes after I recorded. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. In terms of the Grim Reaper, I have never heard that um, that posit right there. I'm actually looking up some stuff about William Bramley. Um, seems like it's a legit book that's on Amazon for the most part. But okay, no. wait, wait, wait. Is it is it Bramley or Brimley? Bramley. It seems like it's Bramley. Oh, God, I was really hoping he'd be related to Wilfred Brimley. but that No, that's what happened mind. when I looked up Wilf- uh, I looked up William Brimley originally, and it came up uh, <laughs> as Wilfred. Yeah, so he oh, didn't write that. Dang it. Oh, wow. So my Technically, th- you could my say diabetes was... is the Grim Reaper, the Sweet Reaper. <laughs> Sweeper Reaper? <laughs> oh. Uh, so, was, that, was that a pun? <laughs> we, are we doing puns? <laughs> this isn't blurry photos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Dave will sue you. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. An old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon, which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. I read the description of this book. It sounds amazing, but it essentially is... New evidence 
brought to life um, for the uh, ancient aliens theory. Um, it's it's like it's like fan fiction of Chariots of the Gods. It's like somebody just like wrote his own story after reading Chariots of the Gods. Yeah, so, it's fun to go look at the one-star reviews of a book uh, before you do the five stars, just so you know what you're in for, and it's paragraphs. Um, it, but it seems like it's people that are just, they really like their version of things, and they are doing a thesis in the Amazon <laughs> reviews about why he's wrong <laughs> and coming up with something just as substantiated as his stuff. That's fun. Oh, I like it. Yes. Nice. Now, we're not here to tear apart a book, but... I loved the, <laughs> Sorry. I loved the thought. Like I just I'm the kind of guy that loves those alien stories and I'm not going to lie, initially with the ancient aliens, I was bought in for a minute. Like I was like Oh no, I I sucked that stuff up like a vacuum. Yeah. I I totally do get enamored with it. I was bought in for a minute and then things just started going weird on me. Like they 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 threw a curveball and now this one, I'm like, well, I can, I, I guess I can see the confusion that would happen if that occurred, but I'm not sure I understand uh, how we have de- concluded that that occurred. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm coming from. So here's my thing with the ancient alien stuff. Some of it's like, oh, like that's that's a that's a leap, like. You're hopping over a like crack in the road. Oh, that's a leap. You're hopping over a stream. Oh, that's a leap. You're you know, jumping a car over you know a from one bridge to another, Dukes of Hazard style. This is that's a leap, as in the Grand Canyon jump with yeah. this one. I I would not have connected <laughs> you know people seeing seeing robed figures in a field to aliens that quickly. Uh, but yeah, are we sure they're but not? Is just... such a thing possible? Is is such a thing even possible? Yeah, yeah. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> there so... it is. That's definitive, right there. <laughs> no, it's so all the proof you need. Is, is it not possible though <laughs> that maybe hypothetically um, these people were maybe? dressed in robes trying to i don't know do something that's not necessarily a christian belief in order to stop the plague because they have different beliefs but it's all hidden anyway okay oh christianity spread the plague like no other thing i'm just gonna posit that real quick um i don't know if we're getting into that part of how the plague got spread but the religious practices didn't help (laughs) yeah for sure yeah um so What's crazy is Lee can pull up a story um, that's like, what, 600 years post Black Death um, that they're adding to the mythology. Um, what are people going to say about the coronavirus? I, I, in I got something years? for this. I got something for this. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make light of this. And I'm just, and am, am I the first one making a joke about the coronavirus on this? Yeah, do it. Oh, man, I got to be that person. So remember a few years ago when there was all those clown sightings? Oh, yeah. yeah. Were they trying to warn us? Hmm. That's that's the groaner joke. All right, I'll be here all night. Thank you. So so if you want to go into that, I mean, Mothman's supposed to be a a a harbinger of doom. 
and that sighting started coming back in 2016 in uh, um, in uh, Chicago. So, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, Home of right, Hysteria I'm, 51 okay. and blurry this photos. Is, this Coincidence? Is it. I'm doing it. I think not. I'm doing it. Here we go. <laughs> were the clowns trying to warn us that we were going to elect a clown president? Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh. Boom. All right. I did it. That's all I got to say. I'm done. And I'm out. <laughs> uh, in terms of what people are going to say about coronavirus in the future, I, I, do you guys want me to expand on my Twitter experience that I've had in the past few weeks? Ooh, tell so us how much. So how banned are you? I'm not banned. No, uh, I don't use the Rumor Flies account to deep to dive into the less savory sides of Twitter. Um, I do have an alternate account hold, that hold I like to get involved. Wait, there's savory sides of Twitter? Oh, there are. There are some wholesome <laughs> sides of Twitter. I will give it that. I like, need to find these. Some of the music can be. Some of the music community is nice, but. Uh, for a previous episode, I decided I really need to get down and dirty in the mud, and I made an account so I could get into the world of QAnon. And okay. it turns out it was a perfect crossroads of every sort of terrible behavior you can imagine. Um, and so, so you walked have, into a retail store? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> what's going on at the moment is that the legend that's never going to go away ever is that the COVID-19 virus, or SARS-CoV-2, as Stefan Molyneux corrected me, um, is going to be uh, always positive to be possibly from a lab in Wuhan, China. That's going to be the number one that's going to stick around forever. Because, yes, the Chinese government does keep a lot of things under the wrap. And, yes, there's no possible way to find a patient zero because that person's probably dead. Um People don't realize that wet markets are the same thing as farmers markets here, except they sometimes sell, you know, illegal animals. And uh, it, it's going to go down for a while as conspiracy theory. This isn't going away. The 5G thing's going to go away. The um, Or at least for most people, that's going to go away. Uh, the Bill Gates conspiracy theory, which is probably my favorite in the fact that I hate it the most, um, conspiracy theory is going to go away. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Oh, tap, tap the brakes. What's the Bill Gates conspiracy? And I'm sorry, I might not have done enough research. That's okay. Oh, uh, oh Zinger. I, I will let these guys bring know? it up because I think they mentioned it you, to me. But yeah, that's You gonna... didn't know that uh, Bill Gates released this virus on purpose so that he could create a vaccine to digitally track everyone? ID 2020? <sighs> yeah, yeah man. There's a whole lot to it. Um, it's it's interesting because this is the first like big conspiracy theory of somebody trying to commit mass genocide via like you know just some sort of subterfuge, and for once the conspiracy theorists aren't blaming a Jewish person. So that's Hooray, actually progress. kind of refreshing. Well, yeah. well, not not entirely there, Ryan. Um, if you go to some places that are hit pretty hard by the coronavirus right now, like Iran, oh. uh, guess who they're blaming. Well, uh, actually, there is precedent to that because uh, during the Black Plague, I don't know if you guys knew this, but that's when some of the first pogroms started. Uh, pogrom being pretty much mm-hmm. a racial riot against a particular race. And during right. the Black Plague, they had an issue where a lot of the Christians who were in order to fight this plague, having mass processions throughout the streets and doing flagellations and throwing blood on people, coming contact, you know, skin to skins, uh, clothing to clothing and transferring the fleas that got the bubonic plague onto other people. Mm-hmm. They were not 
figuring out why uh, general Jewish communities weren't catching bubonic plague at the alarming amount that they were. And it turns out that they usually had cleanly practices. You know, back then, nobody really bathed or showered that often. But Jewish communities generally did it at least once a week, maybe, maybe once a month. It was much more than just, you know, changing your clothes out. And they thought that it was the Jewish people that did it, so they started killing them. So this wouldn't be the first time they got blamed for a plague. Uh, they're used to right. this. But, um, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, 1350, not that far from uh, the Spanish Inquisition. And then you get into the 1400s, the Reconquista, and uh, a lot of the things that happened all across Europe where Jewish people were systematically expelled. Um, a lot of that rooted in uh, the plague. And, you know, in the Middle East now, you have people saying, oh, um, you know, it's the Jews spreading it. Palestinians are saying uh, Israeli soldiers are putting it on car doors. Um, you've got Ayatollahs saying that they would not accept a Zionist vaccine for their people. Um, I mean, all kinds of craziness out there. Are you guys going to talk about 5G at all causing coronavirus? I mean, yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, let's let's move away from the anti-Semitism because, I mean, come on, it's very depressing. <laughs> Tell us about the 5G. What's what's your favorite 5G theory, Ryan? Uh, yeah. So about um, a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago or so, we did an episode on 5G causing cancer. And uh, the long story short of it is that uh, there's a long radio spectrum that, yeah, there are some radio frequencies that can hurt you and potentially cause, you know, cancer. That's around the infrared range, which is well higher than what even 5G would be now. Um, For the record, 4G went up to about 2.7 gigahertz. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to anybody right now, but that's the general radio frequency range. 5G is going up to 6 gigahertz. That's not a giant jump in comparison to what everything else is. Um, you have to get past visible light in order for it to start actually hurting you. Um, and radio frequencies are definitely not that. However, they've decided that somehow there's so many combinations of it, of either Bill Gates created this virus so he could put billions of dollars into a vaccine to also kill people with. Yet, if why would you put that in the research? Because you already have thimerosal to give everybody autism, obviously. Why would you need to put more research into that one? Right. You just, um, um, well, you see, Ryan, I heard uh, what it is, is the virus is actually caused by the 5G hitting your healthy cells. Exactly. The virus isn't actually a virus. You know, uh, I don't know. It's dumb. Uh, yeah, you can get tested Zinger, for radio frequencies now. Apparently. I heard these uh, 5G theories. I thought of a novel that I had seen a long time ago, a work by Stephen King called Cell. Are you familiar? I am. I'm not. Well, Ryan, he asked me, but thank you for, for, for saying I am. <laughs> oh, sorry. You cut out for a second. <laughs> okay. I, I am not, but my, one of my buddies says it is the worst Stephen King movie he's ever seen. Dude. I watched the movie last night. Mm-hmm. It was a miserable experience and Samuel L. Jackson's in it. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No, never, never happened. MFers, not a one. Yeah. It never, this isn't the one with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Is it? No. Okay. That's no. the that's cell. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one, like, um, there's a pulse that comes through everyone's cell phone that turns them into like, ultra-violent psychic hive mind. I don't know. It's really weird. 
So it's um, the Manchurian Candidate, but everyone. Yeah, it's it's so yeah, ex- and it's like they walk around in flocks, and there's like one psychic. I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like the psychic Borg with no superpowers mixed with zombies. I don't know. It's really really bad. It's so confusing. <laughs> um, it's not good. One little thing I want to say about the 5G, unless y'all have something else to say about it, is that if anybody has any concerns about it causing COVID-19, consider the fact that you brought up Iran earlier, Dan. And the thing about it is that they don't have 5G technology anywhere installed around there. And they have one of the hardest hits. (laughs) Um, If anyone tried to install 5G, they would be hit by massive sanctions. Um, Like, it couldn't be done. Completely right. Um, so yeah, whatever. So Bill Gates, here we go. We're on the Bill Gates one. Of course he caused all of this because he is a Bond villain singer. Bill Gates <laughs> is <course>. a <laughs> um, He he Except he wears a sweater vest and really big glasses instead of a Nehru jacket. So At least. we should get him one of those jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we totally should. <laughs> and like a fluffy white cat uh, yeah I was about to say if, if he walks out to the next next press conference with a fluffy cat we'll know the transition is complete <laughs> I just, he needs a scar across his forehead too oh yeah I just feel like a better Bond villain would have been Steve Jobs like I feel like the black turtleneck fits yeah fits the, uh, the yes evil absolutely um well who knows maybe bill gates has like a third nipple like scaramanga well why not a gold have you ever penis? seen him without his shirt on i haven't you know i, I would to. google it but hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do i really want to do you that to myself you don't want that in yeah your i'm gonna do a quick google search of bill gates rule 34 let's see how that's gonna turn out oh no <laughs> Look at how look at how wide oh, his no. eyes are getting. Guys, I have to go. This has been a nice recording. <laughs> oh so, so let me get this straight, Dan. Bill Gates released the co- or released COVID nineteen. Um, uh huh. So In he China. can then vaccinate or uh, like create a vaccine where he can track everybody. As well as eliminate mm-hmm. all the old people because that's very important. Um, they don't get his computers. They they don't get his computers. Ooh, okay, all right. Right, yo, that's a good point. Okay, um, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little so confused with is, the motivation. Um, well, okay, so this is like a massive misinterpretation of his uh, previous statements in the first part. Um, so mm-hmm. in the second, um, it's. It, like, fulfills these people's idea that there has to be uh, the mark of the beast, you know, Mm. and you have to have you have to have something from the tech companies to buy or sell. And in their mind, the idea of a digital certificate that says you have the coronavirus vaccine is that thing, or at least the first step on the way to that thing. See, I haven't seen that side of it, actually. Um I saw it as much more nefarious rather than just tracking. Uh, what I've seen, I completely believe that that is another thing that rolls into it. Uh, the thing that I've seen recently is them saying like he's had quotes about population control and such. And by that he meant that 
he had a long-standing program where he was trying to find better prophylactics for people uh, to fight HIV and pregnancies in um, like third world countries. I don't think that's a terrible thing considering that there are food shortages, but there's also the, uh... Oh, no, no, I was was just saying Ryan has a point with that. See, that's where it gets twisted is he's trying to do something overall good and it gets twisted as, Oh, he's trying a population control. It's no, he's trying to, now he's Thanos. Thank you. Yes. We're, <laughs> he's right, pre Thanos. Right. He's trying to stop half the population from happening. So, but the and other so thing. So, the, the good thing in this scenario, just really quick, is um, knowing who has the coronavirus vaccine, right? That's and, probably and anti- important for when we and, reopen the economy if it's as bad. And antibodies so, test please is. Continue. Yeah, sorry. An antibodies test is going to be completely um, instrumental and absolutely necessary. That is what you're going to be wanting to wait for because that is going to show that you have the proper um, tools in your immune system to fight this when it happens. And also, don't assume just because you're immune right now, you'll be immune in, immune in three months. We have to get flu shots every year for a reason. Things change. Right. This thing doesn't really evolve too fast, apparently, but or mutate too fast, rather. But... You don't want to be too safe about the the immunity test is going to be a big deal. And yeah, there is going to be essentially an idea of a certificate that says you are immune, which is a good thing. You'll be able to like not have to worry about risking and shedding this virus on other people when that happens. But you can still have live virus on your hands. You still have to use safe practice methods. Um, anyway, back to Bill Gates being a terrible person. <laughs> um, he <laughs> just tell us how you really uh, feel. Name, name of this yeah, episode, he, by the way. This this is this is once again not new because for a while everybody was saying that Bill Gates killed hundreds of thousands of Indian children because he put a lot of funding into an HPV vaccine in India, and apparently, number one, seven people died that were in this trial vaccination. But I'll tell you what they died from: snake bite. Two committed suicide by ingesting pesticides. One died from complications of malaria, and the other two were a high fever. And well, actually, yeah, it was just a high fever. And one of them might have been a cerebral hemorrhage. None of those were associated with the vaccines. But you have to report when you're doing a trial study if someone died, obviously. And they're going to use that and say, "Oh, they had this vaccine fever. That was the vaccine that killed them." And also, it just it caused them to eat pesticides for a reason. For some reason, I don't know. And also, it, it makes you more uh, prone to snake bites. Just this stuff comes up a lot. Okay. This man, does it give him autism too? Like, I, I, I would love to. Of be, course. Oh yeah, of course. I would love to be reading side effects of medication. You know, uh, <laughs> diarrhea, blah, blah blah. More attractive to snakes. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> oh no, actually. That's that's a big thing in the anti-vax movement is that they say, read the back of the label. And what they mean is, look at the trials of this study and show how people that were subjected to this flu shot have died in the studies. Because obviously, if you do it on such a mass scale, some people are going to die from start to end of anything. And somebody literally thought that gunshot would be the result of a vaccine. Like somebody got shot and died and they were just like, look, vaccine death that happened. Yep. 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 Well, this, right, this right. gives you well, the everyone... power of Magneto. You just can't control it. <laughs> right. um, everyone knows the snakes can smell the thimerosal and it drives them crazy. It's aluminum now. That's what they're really holding on to. Because guess what? There's no thimerosal oh, yeah. on vaccines anymore, pretty much. Right. <laughs> they won that uh, battle. Aluminum. Okay. Thank you yeah. for correcting me. Um, also, that's uh, probably in the deodorant too, the aluminum, right? That's uh, it. Oh, yeah. You already got that one. Mm. Boom. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. See? We're, we're blowing this thing wide open. So, an, so one thing I've heard that's vaguely along the Bill Gates line, but it's different, and, I mean, it's kind of been vaguely disproven, is that the stimulus checks were going to come as, like, we're going to have, like, a new form of money sort of thing. Like, money's oh, going to be digital, like, yeah. completely, like, there's going to be no more paper money, mm-hmm. and that's what they're... The, the globalist or whatever, quote-unquote, are leading us to a no-paper-currency anymore. You said that wrong. It's yeah. the globalist! Sorry. The globalist will lead I, us to this. To this uh, to the... Ironically, a lot of these conspiracy theorists buy into Bitcoin. <laughs> right. A lot. Uh, oh, One wow. whole Bitcoin. Genius. Mm. I, I just want to send you Bitcoin in the mail. I, I heard that that was going to be a thing, and I'm like, I mm, kind of don't believe that one at all. But hey, I want to mm. know what the statistics between right. colloidal silver and attraction to snakes is. You know, I got oh, something no, for that no. later. If we get to it. <laughs> oh, no. I so as a policy, like I said with the whole Twitter thing, the biggest conversation that I got in was with a guy that was. Alex Jones is selling colloidal silver toothpaste, and he said that it fights. Oh no no COVID-19. no no no! Not just colloidal silver yeah. toothpaste. Hold on, this was my like big coup de gras I was gonna have today. <laughs> oh boy, do it, this man. thing. Just Go so, ahead. This was what he wanted to put his hill on. <laughs> yes, um, he has super blue silver immune toothpaste, whitening toothpaste, super silver wound dressing gel. Super blue fluoride-free toothpaste, all marketed as a cure to the current pandemic, stops it at point-blank range. I have never heard of, like, immunity stop. Point-blank range is when you use, like, a gun or something. Which, by the (laughs) way, I'm pretty sure people are trying to shoot this thing, too. Um, Also, people are drinking bleach to fight COVID-19. I hate Jordan Sather so much. And also, uh, yeah, so the, the Alex Jones conversation, somebody was trying to push that as the colloidal silver. And if somebody is not a big influencer that's like a grifter or something, I will try to talk to them like, hey, you know, maybe you should reconsider that. And they start throwing studies at you. And what's going on right now is they found one study that shows that it kills. Um, <laughs> it said MERS-CoV-2, which meaning it was like, see, it kills coronavirus. It's like, that's Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, buddy. That's not the same thing as what we're dealing with right now. And I just tried to be like, look, you know how, like, we're all in the same realm? We're, like, humans and uh, parrots are both animals. Just like <laughs> that virus and the other virus are both viruses. And uh, avocados kill parrots, but they don't kill humans. So that's kind of how the whole silver thing works. And also it said it may work. And really, it was depressing because they were just like, hey, there's no, there's nothing wrong with trying it and everything because, like, you know, it may work. But Alex Jones says it does. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. He's not saying it can help you. He's saying it kills it. That's, that's completely unsafe and irresponsible. And that really drives me up the walls when I see stuff like that because it contributes to killing people. It's, it's killing by proxy. Right. And we've seen the same thing uh, come down with uh, chloroquine from the highest levels of government. All right. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't know what to feel about that yeah. because he just wanted to pick one thing that might work, and apparently it supposedly gives some people some heart failure, which trade one for another. He had a tweet though that said we uh, the cure must not be worse than the actual disease. Ironic, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Well, um, and Zinger, uh, chloroquine is like a uh, it's a malaria. Oh, that okay, okay, the, the malaria thing. Yeah, okay. 
I didn't know yeah, that was what the drug. name was tacked on to with it. So Zinger, don't feel bad. Yeah, and he, brought, he called you out, but I didn't understand either. I just looked like I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought we were going to get into a whole discussion, and then I was going to get called on then to explain it. <laughs> oh, no. no. Um, so, yeah, so it's crazy how we've got all of these stories. Um, we've got... Uh, a community of snake oil salesmen that are just going absolutely crazy right now. Just loving this. Oh, but also um, people spreading false information. I got this one too. So, um, okay. Everyone knows Harold Rivera, right? Oh yeah. We love Harold though. The mustache. Yes. So dashing. You, you, so debonair. You, you might not love him after this. So apparently he was on Fox <laughs> and friends. Yes, I know. And, um, claimed mm. that if you, at this, and I'm quoting here, if you can't hold your breath for 10 seconds, everyone should do that because he was talking, so he told every one of the hosts to hold their breath. Hold your breath for 10 seconds. If you can hold your breath for 10 seconds, then you don't have the disease. Oh, That wow. is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a big issue is asymptomatics. Um, I'm not actually completely convinced that there's a completely asymptomatic situation. I think might people have very mild, but um, yeah, that's not going to apply. Nope. That, that's nope. that's the worst thing to possibly do. Yeah, <laughs> is say that. Yeah, from from someone that people will believe automatically. Can you imagine doing the drive through testing? Hmm? Can you imagine doing the drive through testing and then you go up to a guy in like a complete hazmat suit and he goes, "Okay, hold your breath for ten seconds," <laughs> and then afterwards <laughs> you do it. All right, go home. You're good. <laughs> All right, you're good, go. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, I waited in line for that? Yep. Jesus. And I had an $80 That's the copay. test that they had to like... print. <laughs> what was the rectal exam for then? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a hobo. Like, that was just some hobo sitting on the street. <laughs> uh, you joke, but there actually have been a lot of, like, testing sites that were not actually testing sites, and they were charging people, like, 240 bucks God. just to, like, swab their nose. Oh yeah, I heard about some of those the fake test sites. God, you know, um, people watch out, snake oil salesmen. Man, they're out there. Uh, on, on that note, so, I just want to point out we have this uh, we have this can here. It's filled with a, a, a yellow liquid that will um, that will protect you from the coronavirus. Um, is that your pee? No, no, just a little bit better. It's Mountain Dew. (laughs) Just a little bit better than me. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, So, wait. So, Lee and I were talking about this earlier. Someone put that up that, like, you could drink pee and not get the coronavirus. Well, um, I think that's the least dangerous solution I have seen so far. Okay. I I know how to test this. Find Bear Grylls. Does he have the oh. coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, what were what were some of the other things, Lee, that we saw that um oh, would oh, protect you from the coronavirus? Not protect you, but caused the coronavirus. Okay. Obama had this created in a lab, then gave it to China for them to release, um, for whatever reason, oh. as part of a uh, as part of a you know new world order scheme to. Mm. Um, to reduce, you know, global population as per the Georgia Guidestones and all that other crap. So not to um, timestamp this exact day that we're recording this, 
but I was watching the COVID-19 response team press conference with the president, and that came up today. Somebody from the One America News Network. Of course. they brought. Oh, they said boy. they brought that up, saying that the intelligence community is in get, investigating whether COVID came up in a uh, lab in Wuhan, like a level four virus lab. And did you also know that the Obama administration had given X amount of millions to this lab in 2015? Uh, mm-hmm. Just to nip this right in the butt, just because you're investigating something doesn't mean it's true. That's why I'm saying this whole lab thing's never going away. It's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there's going to be um, probably Obama Manchurian conspiracy theories that stick M- Manchurian candidate conspiracy theories that stick for a long time. Uh, Zinger Manchurian candidate, a movie that had a remake starring Denzel, but was never good. Like, did any has anyone watched that movie? I've never enjoyed like it's not good. I, think I saw it. I've seen the title thing on Netflix. That that count? I saw the movie title. I, I did too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's on things you should watch, and by that logic, I've seen it. <laughs> exactly. So here here we have our pop culture guru. Who cares about the Manchurian Candidate? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love me some Denzel, but I've never watched that. Movie. I've I've seen but the spoofs on. that they've done. Oh, wait, isn't isn't Naked Gun basically kind of the maturing, maturing Manchurian candidate? Oh, yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, the first one, yeah. I think, right? I don't know. There, so I've I've seen the Manchurian candidate. I've seen the first Naked Gun movie. Featuring completely cleared murderer O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. By the way, wow, speaking of Twitter, apparently his Twitter is hot fire with people like responding back at him constantly. Wait, O.J. Simpson has a Twitter? Uh, yeah, you don't know that? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, my God. God. O.J.'s on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, go yeah. find him. He is so excited to go to Costco and buy stuff while wearing a mask. Uh-huh. Uh, another yeah. major thing that came out of, I believe it was O.J. Simpson's Twitter, was his comment on Carol Baskin. Um, he's sure <laughs> that she killed him. Mm. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wow. would wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what an innocent person looks like, and it's me, and she doesn't look like me. <laughs> Still looking for him. Still looking for the murderers. I'm sure it was her. The wow. murderer's going to show up on some golf course somewhere around here. Or <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Juice, if you're listening, uh, we're just giving you a hard time, man. We love you. We love, we love the naked gun. Don't come to our houses hey juice <laughs> next time try to sell me one of your heisman trophies or whatever it was you got caught for <laughs> yeah yeah dude um so let's see um i saw also that lemon water uh some nice hot lemon water maybe some salt water if you gargle it that'll help uh prevent the corona oh then i'm completely um, immune i'd love lemon in my water yeah, oh wait dude. does it have to be warmed Z- uh, you know, I don't know. I've They're really completely clear. wrong. It's a hot toddy. It's lemon whiskey and a little bit of butter and sugar in there. You're good. That's what it is. Honey. Sorry, not honey. It's a hot toddy. Yeah. It, it's, it's not going to be just yeah. water. You have to add alcohol to it, too. Rub it. You know, hand sanitizer has alcohol in it. So if you just drink alcohol, you're not going to catch COVID. That's why they're Genius. making us all stay home. Yep. 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 <laughs> Let's hear from some of our friends at fourth hand. 
Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? Do you scream as loud as you can? They're already scared. Maybe they stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run Or off. maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I have thinking needle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're gonna take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch. Why are you from hell? Come on strange drunken journeys with us, your host Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, and Billy Kirby, as we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast, that's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast, though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or booze and light those doobies, because, because it's, it's about to get strange. So, I, I have another theory. This is one that I just made up. Um, the coronavirus has been completely invented by the media. Mm-hmm. It's the tail wagging the dog, right? This is all coming down from uh, the globalist media, Jewish-run, whatever, cabal mm-hmm. that is in control of the TV. Of to keep To keep people from enjoying for 20 months. <gasps> it's April... 2020 no for 2020 this has all been it's all um big tobacco trying to strike a blow against marijuana and if they eliminate paper money you can't pay your dealer (laughs) oh yeah exactly because marijuana is a cash only business boom i'm more upset that you just tied anti-semitism into a pot conspiracy like i'm just (laughs) It all it all links together, Lee. If you can't see it, then you're all not right, looking. So you want to go down this rabbit hole? It was the dare hole? program all along. We had a we have a president that has a never mind. Never mind. I'm going to leave it alone. Hey, nobody's oh, blaming okay. Netflix. Have you noticed that? Nobody's blaming Netflix for putting this together. Who do you think is the most to gain right now? Netflix. Um, dude, we saw someone blame Disney Plus. Yes, yes. Let me pull that up. Hold on. Wait, they didn't put out the season Again. two of Mandalorian, did they? Uh, no, no, they oh, haven't. Then it's yet. definitely gonna not have them. like a behind the scenes thing okay. come up. Yeah, Greta Thunberg caused it to help with name climate drop. change. <laughs> she did go to a lot of places by boat. She could have been a pretty good vector. Yeah, yeah, I, I can mm-hmm. believe that one. That's yeah. fine. Drinking cal- I, guys, um, I've crossed the threshold of being angry to just yeah, it works. That that's definitely what's going on. <laughs> right. So. Uh, what kills me is like every bad guy in every movie for the last like 20 years, it seems like has been trying to depopulate the earth. Like that's their only motivation is to just kill a lot of people Mm. uh, to save the world from climate change. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Kingsman, uh, Charles dance in the last Godzilla movie. Like, (laughs) A Godzilla movie? They're just going to kill people just to save the earth? The only earth reason I came to the Godzilla movie Come was on. to see monsters fight. I have no need for any reason, any thought process, anything on that. I'm with you on that one. I'm very confused when people complain about the human plot lines in Godzilla movie. Because my response every time is, wait a second, they're not just running away? 
<laughs> That's the point. My response is watch Shin Godzilla because that is the best one, per- period. I know it's the same director as Evangelion, but Shin Godzilla was oh, a very okay. good movie. Yes, okay? you, are, you are correct. You are correct. That one was amazing and actually had a decent human plot line. It was all, exactly. it was all government regulations. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say about the... Uh, what were we piggybacking off of just a second ago? Oh, the the movies? No. Oh, well, continue. Sorry. Oh, well, so the last ones I want to talk about, and then I'm I'm done with all this Rona stuff, is um, Mr. Phil. <laughs> we don't call him Doctor anymore. We call him Mr. And uh, Ryan's his, best friend. His associate. Yeah. His associate, Mr. Mehmet Oz. Um, <laughs> they've been out there. <laughs> um, telling people that we got to get back to it, guys. We can just go, and it's okay. We'll reopen the schools, and if two or three percent of the kids and teachers die, that'll be okay because the other kids are smarter. Yeah, that jack o' lantern faced asshole. I'm sorry for cursing, <laughs> but I just I hate him so much. Doctor Phil is bad, but he is a little bit less bad than Doctor Oz. I have my own axe to grind with him. Yeah, seeing that, I was just, uh, he has the, he's still a doctor. Mehmet Oz is still a doctor, and he has the unofficial Hippocratic Oath. Guess what? Um, The whole, oh, it's okay to add two or three more percent to the, uh, you know, death toll. That's not part of the oath. That's doing harm. Yeah. That is doing, And also, oh, that's what it was. All the actors and everything. Yeah, this is totally a deep state thing. It turns out we have a lot of good senior actors that are very good at playing dead for a while and getting all the way into the ground. <laughs> you know you know how hard it is for someone their age to get a job acting, Ryan? Come on. Come well, on. I, <laughs> this was their best gig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, now they're getting their payoff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so... No, Dr. Geez. Oz, I think, is the most egregious one because he actually is a... An appeal to authority that people can say, oh, Dr. Oz said this. He's an actual doctor. And now it's just we're going to hit this. It's going to happen soon where we're going to get our second wave and everybody's going to act like they're blindsided. And it's just going to be more people getting mad because they have to go back into their houses for a while. And there's going to be more unnecessary deaths because people are going to flood out and decide that, you know, the worst is over when... Sorry, not trying to scare anybody, but it's not. It, this is going to keep happening. Like we just talked from the beginning, the Black Plague happened several times. It wasn't a one time and you're done thing. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. So let's go into some more fun ones. Like I've got a few of the uh, the the COVID conspiracies that I just find to be fun. Um, my favorite one so far is the UK government is baking a giant lasagna. Um, in the, the um, Wembley uh, building. I have visible confusion right now. Huh? <laughs> I think he broke. Do, can I open this article and have you read it to me or something? Like, I need more details now. It's Ella, um, e, like Ellie.com, E-L-L-E dot com. Um, it was... Uh, basically, it's the coronavirus conspiracy theories rampant um, by George Driver. And that one is literally just like a two second blurb that says uh, the UK government is baking a giant lasagna. If you haven't heard, the genius 
and totally hilarious voice note note about the giant lasagna making rounds yet, then you're in for a treat. Beginning as seemingly serious proposition that the UK government, the the recording goes on to describe a Wembley-sized lasagna being baked in the stadium with the help of drones to lift the pasta sheets. If you're in the mood for some light relief, then this is for you. <laughs> the story gained so much traction, it has its own Instagram account. Imagine being from a country where your food is so bland that you have to pick another country's food to bake a stadium-sized version of it. So I, I just live in fear now of the, of course, inevitable, you're baking a giant lasagna, so you will summon forth Garfield. Oh, giant Garfield. But Godzilla-sized. Oh, no. Oh. Godfield. And he hates, Mon- and he hates Mondays. <laughs> uh, cocaine protects against COVID-19. <laughs> Down with it. That's cool. I can deal you with know. that one. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and drinking cow urine. Um, wait one second. Just remember, listeners, listeners, if you want to protect yourself with cocaine against COVID-19, make sure you use a 50 or a 100 because those denominations are handled less <laughs> and are hence cleaner. Yeah, um, poor people don't touch those. Maybe during this crisis, you know, before you use it to snort coke. Continually. <laughs> drinking cow urine protects against the, uh, the COVID-19 virus. Well, where am I going to get that mm. from? Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to withhold any comment on that one. COVID-19 <laughs> is a marketing scheme by the hand sanitizer companies. I can buy that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I would believe it if I could buy hand sanitizer right now. <laughs> and here's here's one of my favorites. And I was talking to Dan about this, and this was farther down the list, which which gets me. Disney Plus are launched right around the time of COVID-19 being um, found, as well as now that says that there might be a tie between COVID-19 and Netflix. Because of Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so here's what it is, right? Um, Walt Disney's Frozen Skull underneath Epcot Center says, aha, this is it. This is the time we're going to dominate the streaming services um he puts it all out there creates a virus to make people stay home and get hooked on it uses subliminal messaging in the disney movies i know you guys have done this on rumor flies right? yeah, I say, it sounds like you guys are trying to get me to just start throwing things in this room right now <laughs> um, we promise we're not ryan then, i apologize it's fine and and then, of course, Walt Disney, also a famous anti-Semite, uh, just blames it all on the Jews later and takes the money and runs. Or how about this one? Russia has released 500 lions to enforce social distancing. I've, I've seen that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> why not bears? They got tons of bears. The lions are hard. bears are already free in that country. <laughs> oh, Russians not, aren't scared of not, bears. Exactly. Russians yeah. aren't scared of bears. <laughs> <laughs> they need they need a new thing. Uh, they need to do hippopotamus. Those things can really wreck some stuff. Oh yes, very territorial too. Mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. So also, most crocodiles like a caiman is like six feet long. So as long as you have two people between a caiman, you're good. So that that works. <laughs> and you want to be on the tail end of the caiman, right? Like, <laughs> of course. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, so those are them. Like those, wow. those are my my crazy conspiracy. I still don't understand it. Like I don't understand why the government is baking a lasagna. 
Um, and I guess I think that's something that we're all too collectively American to understand. Like there's some sort of like <laughs> reading between the lines that we just don't have the right codex for. <laughs> our, I agree with that. Our one British listener is just like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. How are they not getting this? Um, oh <laughs> uh, okay. wow you know what uh just that british humor makes me think of back to the black plague monty python bring out your dead just roll about in the streets i'm not quite dead yet uh yeah he seemed pretty dead to me i don't know if the lasagna gets baked we're all gonna be dead so that's a fact they will put no seasoning in that sauce i guarantee it <laughs> It would just be tomatoes. Crushed tomatoes. <laughs> oh. a, da- a dash of salt and pepper. Oh, that's at best. That's at best. Stop, stop. <laughs> so, see, for a Wembley-sized lasagna. See, Ryan's got me thinking now about English food. I'm like, what English food have I eaten? Uh, fish and chips and is the only thing I've had here officially. I mean, you know their national dish is like a tikka masala. Well, I, they had to like colonialize another country to get a national dish. Is it isn't shepherd's pie English? Uh, Scottish. Oh, yep, there we go. Okay, there's there's the one on my list gone. <laughs> yeah. They didn't oh, eat man. before they started colonial uh, times. <laughs> so oh, I also French fries are chips. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> so I just want to like go back around and. Uh, just talk about the Colombian exchange because I didn't get to delve into that too much. So coming back to a more, um, I don't think Ryan's blood pressure can take it, but okay. Actually, I, I don't know too much about this yeah. section. Oh, really? Oh man. Yeah. Well, ultimately it's essentially just, uh, you know, uh, us, uh, coming over to, uh, the, uh, or well, Europeans coming over to, Central America and um, destroying the Aztecs, the Mayans, destroying their way of life, but bringing over diseases that were really the ultimate killer um, that really eliminated most of these um, most of these people. And it's very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So, Dan, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Um, You know, I, I just don't understand how they could have a pandemic of that scale at that time without a lasagna the size of a massive sports God stadium. Damn it, stuck on this. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense is that it was. it's clearly for the lasagna. We've done this all for the lasagna. Okay. Um, we're just waiting for the lasagna to be finished so that it can be unveiled and then the disease goes away. Um, so... I don't know what what were they baking back then that was so big that they had to do hard tack. <laughs> they couldn't done lasagna uh, back then because I mean the tomato is a new world item. So I'm trying to think of what they could. I, I'm going to stand by the yeah. fact that the British did not eat anything until they started invading other countries. <laughs> they had to find <laughs> recipes. Okay, all right. Oh, uh, it's sad. Who fed you it's British cuisine? Who hurt you? <laughs> well, there's just nothing good in British cuisine. Like, I'm with Ryan on this. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think so, of stuff, and I'm coming up with a complete blank. Did you ever see Gordon? Oh, beef Wellington, maybe. Wait, 
It's sausage. It's mass, mashed German. Potatoes. It's good. Isn't sausage from, like, big in Germany? Well, yeah, but, I mean, it, and potatoes, they call them bangers. Potatoes so are from the different. new world. That's that. Okay, Beef yeah. Wellington's the only thing I can think of so far. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, so the gravy, <laughs> they got gravy. Mm, I'm glad we got gravy. That's the, that's the gravy. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, we we skipped over the Colombian exchange, but it's so sad and depressing. It, it really um, is. <laughs> okay, and so we're like a pendulum of depressing go, and Lee. funny right now, and I love it. <laughs> We've already been depressed enough by our current situation, and it was good to stop and laugh about how ridiculous some of this is. Um, to realize that none of it is is new. None of these stories that you hear. Um, they're just all influenced by the local culture, by the pop culture of the time. Mm -hmm. And the vast majority of these stories you hear now are not going to stick. Um, that's pretty obvious from what we've seen. And, uh, in fact, they're going to change over time because humans are bad at remembering things. So (laughs) that's just the world we live in. Um, we live in a post truth area. People, fit whatever story they want into their head, whatever fits for them. So let's go around one last time at the round table. Ryan, you've already talked a little bit about uh, what you think stories that are going to stick from this. Um, what, what else do you think is going to be like the lasting pop culture storied legacy? What's going to be the, the narratives that come out of this issue? Um, my serious answer is uh, probably it hasn't happened yet. It's going to be in a, whenever the vaccine comes out, if it does, there is going to be a swath of deaths that everybody is going to blame this vaccine on because it's the hot new one that they can attach anything to. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be the situation because, I mean, th- like I said, thimerosal isn't even in almost any vaccines anymore. People still blame it for autism. Uh, so that sticks. It doesn't matter what the information was. I'm pretty sure it's going to be stories associated with the vaccine uh, when it comes out. Right. And that's like super prescient and 100% going to happen because every new thing has a new story come up. And Look at 5G. Into existing it's, narratives. It's going to happen for 6G too, whenever that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. Um, so, Zinger, um, if they make a coronavirus movie, uh, which of these plot lines do you think is going gonna, is gonna to work out? Um, well, I mean, Tom Hanks is already going to get a Academy Award or an Oscar for just his life performance of getting it. So there's that. Oh my gosh. Would would he star as himself in a movie? Oh, a buddy movie with him and Idris Elba. With with what? Sorry. (laughs) What? Him and Idris Elba just like Skyping each other. That's the whole movie. Oh man. Uh, Ryan, Ryan took it. Ryan took it. That they've already that shot is it. The movie. What a pitch! That is the movie. What a pitch. And showing, um, <laughs> showing like just static images of like empty streets and stuff. Yeah. Oh. In, in between the calls, so artistic. Wow. With like sad music, That's like all genius. of it's Sarah McLaughlin music. <laughs> or just, or just yeah, softly in the background. Me. Ring around the Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scary! Which, like, and, and sometimes they just won't talk. They'll just look at each other, knowing long, it. it'll be long so moving. Also, uh, another random fun fact: um, I did buy Plague Inc. before this whole 
stuff started like a long time ago on um steam and everything <laughs> and that music the music of the kids singing ring around rosie does play every now and then and to be an even yes. horrible person i normally start my viruses in china in that piggyback game. off of that for another fun fact really quick plague only applies to the bubonic plague or the mnemonic plague or the other one that's involved with that um apparently it's the kleenex uh to the tissue world of diseases or Q-tip. Um, it's just yeah exactly oh, you got oh, it yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. escalators too that's a brand name <laughs> really um, i did not know that <laughs> yeah you know some people still get plague um, out in the western United States, it's actually not uncommon for uh, a couple cases of bubonic plague to pop up. Weird. Yeah, it's like a boutique pl- uh, disease to have now. You know, you get a little plaque if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, yes, I go outside, I hike, and I got this. Right? So now it's all cool. But now you just get antibiotics and boom, done, killed, off. Yeah. So, Lee, if you were going to wrap... Like, uh, if there was going to be an image of the coronavirus that comes out of this, like, uh, you have the Grim Reaper coming out of the Middle Ages oh Black God. Plague. What what picture, what picture is the coronavirus to you? Wow. Um, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a, a blonde mullet. Um, <laughs> dark brown, like... Like goatee kind of thing, like handlebar mustache, <laughs> and it's going to it's going smoke crack. Sorry, meth, meth. It's gonna have it's gonna have a big black hat and a preacher collar. Yes, oh yes. Um, I'm I'm thinking it. that that's gonna be it, and and like he's gonna carry a gun and tigers, like. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the major thing that comes out of it. Like, I, I hate to say it. If I was to create a Grim Reaper like image in this time frame, it would be like a distorted version of, of the Tiger King. Um, yes. Uh, Justin, were you going to say the exact same thing that I was going to say potentially? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, you go first. I saw your eyes get wide first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hate to get ahead on this one, but uh, are you guys aware of the subreddit known as Corona Chan? No. Oh, no. No, no. 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 Uh-uh. I would suggest no. you guys go to that and see what happens. <laughs> they have personified the coronavirus already, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, a little bit slightly racist and such, but it's a lot of people getting very creative in their spare time making a cute weeboo waifu that is a personification of COVID-19. But I much prefer the Joe Exotic version of this. <laughs> yes. Um, Z- Zinger, what were you thinking, my man? I, I was just... <laughs> okay, am I, I, I going to be that person? Because I thought Ryan was going to go with an image of Trump say, just saying fake news. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, missing oh, image. wow. Wow. You know, that um, that picture of the like the coronavirus with its little spikes with maybe the Trump swoop. on Yes. Top, yes. Fake yes. News. That 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 right there. Fake news. No, I, I do. I do. I do agree yeah. that the Joe Exotic, even though I'm am I the only person on the planet who has not watched any of this? I haven't either. Oh, yes. man. Uh, we're, we're like the last two you guys are like unicorns. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> so I just looked up so what uh, so majestic. what Ryan was mentioning, and uh, okay, so we went with an over-sexualized anime female character. Uh, all right, okay. I, I, it just you know the internet speaks. Yeah, <laughs> the internet man undefeated. Thank you, internet, for coming up with this stuff. I'm glad we're all at home. Memes are big right locked now. Locked down, so. Yes, so we can come up. Oh yeah, probably, dude. Probably the meme maker in his home is going to be one of the great lasting legacies of this. Uh, <laughs> just sitting down. Um, you've That's going to be the sequel the, to Page There's Master. the meme out there. What did you do, Grandpa, during the coronavirus? Hoarded toilet <laughs> Shared paper. Shared some dank memes. <laughs> I got all the toilet paper, and I had the dankest memes. <laughs> winning. Hashtag winning. Hashtag Tiger Blood. Oh, yes. Okay, guys. I am tired. Dan, do we have anything more to talk about? (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm spent. I have laughed. I've loved. I have coughed. (laughs) I've done it all. (laughs) Justin, do you have any final thoughts for us? I, I got nothing. I'm 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 the person who made the first joke, and um, I also um, yayed the plague. So I think I've left my mark today. Absolutely, Ryan. How about you? <laughs> uh, just thanks for having me on, guys. This is really fun, Dang it, and that uh, too. I'm looking forward that to too. thank you for having showdown. Plug your shows. Go for it, Ryan. Start us off. Um, I have a show called The Joe Rogan Experience. It is just getting off the ground, and uh, you may have heard of it. I don't know. Uh, I, I like to have people on sometimes. So, yeah, go go check that one out. Uh, there's also Rumor Flies. It's whatever. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Zinger, where can the people follow you if they want to hear more? Well, um, I, I have my own show um, called InfoWars. And um, <laughs> if, if you go to InfoWars.com, you can buy some um, some great stuff that would protect... Okay, yeah. Um, you can find Zing This, which is Z-E-N-G This, uh, where I talk about pop culture, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Ryan, you've actually been on there before to talk about... You were on there for Princess Mononoke. Yep. Yes, I was like, I feel like, because I, I know we've talked about possibly doing Evangelion at some point. But anyways, you can find Zygnus on most major podcatchers, on Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. And of course, Zygnus is part of the 4th Hand Podcast Network. So of course, go to 4thhand.com slash shows to find more great shows from the 4th Hand Podcast Network. All right. Well, guys, thanks. You've been listening to the last podcast on the left. Hail Satan. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be right back with more Hysteria 51. (laughs) (laughs) We need that British announcer guy. Lee, Lee, sign us off. Guys, we've loved, we've had fun. Um, Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. And guys, always remember to be looking out there beyond terrestrial thank you for listening to lore (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's Beyond the Letter T Pod. And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on beyondterrestrial.com. That's right, we got the dot com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.